This is Because Teeth Podcast with Greg Santiago and Cody Preble. All right, so Because Teeth Podcast back with another episode. What episode are we on, Cody? Episode R today. Episode R, and we have a special guest with us, the one and only Miss Brush with Brit. And I just want to say thank you for coming on and... Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk to you guys, meet you guys, see what's going on in Florida, right? Yes. Florida. Yeah. Yes. And and actually, so, I'm, I'm glad you said that because it's storming so bad over here right now. So for any of our listeners, anybody watching, if you hear any like kind of commotion, it's probably just lightning or anything like that. So it's storming pretty bad over here. Yeah, we don't have the yeah, perfect California weather. <laughs> yeah, super sunny over here in San Diego, you know. It's it's a good life over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no we, storms as of right now. <laughs> and we see it's still light there, kind of in a way, because over here yeah. it is super super dark. Yep. <laughs> yeah, at seven o'clock the sun's just going down because the time changed, so it's super nice. Gotcha. Well, it's like ten o'clock over here. Yeah. So. On a normal day, I'd be in bed by now. <laughs> yeah, this is way past Cody's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, ten o'clock's past mine too. <laughs> Well, you know, thank you for coming on. You know, our topic for today was actually recommended from one of our um, listeners. So Mm -hmm. we want to give her a quick shout out before we go into the topic. So thank you, Kaylee, for recommending this topic. And you can follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is Tooth Fairy in Training, Kaylee. Um, And her basically recommendation for, you know, a topic was talk about like the pressures within the dental field, you know, Um, you know, obviously she's um, a student, you know, you can tell by her Instagram name, but we're students too. So, you know, kind of talk about like the pressure side of being like in clinic, but we also wanted to hear from you, Britt, like kind of the pressures outside, like, you know, being like, I would say like in the real world, you know, in an actual practice and, you know, I guess there's so many different kind of pressures that you can go into. Um, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, like talk about because, you know, there's so many different things to think about. And I would say like really the pressures kind of correlate with like anxiety. Like, you know, you feel that pressure. So you get anxiety, you get worked up and, you know, you know, just like our, our first day in clinic, you know, like mm-hmm. you talk about like that pressure. I mean, you know, our first competency talking about like, I mean, you know, doing our first scaling or probing, I, I guess probing would be the first one. Yeah. And I'm sure she feels it. How did you feel going into an office right out of school? Well, I mean, as far as like the probing competency, um, explore competency, my first one was an absolute, I would, I would probably call it a disaster. I um, failed at about, or I didn't fail, but I got close to fail it. I got a 75 on my Explorer and my probing competency. So that was pretty challenging. And then from that one, I mean, you just don't get tests like that. You don't have a teacher over you, like breathing down your neck, watching you turn this little instrument. So it's so stressful. Um, but you get used to the competencies, which is kind of nice. Like by the end, you're like, okay, I got this. And then once you get into private practice, you don't have anybody really watching over you. I mean, there are some dentists that will go through and check, but I haven't had that experience yet. So that's been pretty nice on that part, I'd say. Yeah. Well, that was actually going to be one of my questions because, you know, like having, I mean, not just probing, but really like calculus removal, like anything, like you know, when you're a new grad, like do doctors really like kind of, you know, go over you? I mean, I feel like there's going to be obviously those certain patients or there's certain things that you might not feel confident that you would want, you know, the doctor to check. But like, did you ever, you know, kind of experience kind of a weird, you know, kind of thing with that, I guess? I have been very blessed in the office that I work at. And I have 
worked for really good doctors. Um, so thankfully, I haven't experienced that yet in my career. I do know some hygienists that have, though. Um, and I, I would think if a doctor were to check me afterwards, I would just prefer them to tell me when the patient is not around rather than in front of the patient. Yeah. I just feel like that's kind of... Yeah, you don't want to be put know, on the spot. Little, exactly. You don't want to be put on the spot. And I think it's a good like uh, learning opportunity if the doctor did want to teach you something or just mention something to you. So... You know, thankfully, I haven't had that happen. But, you know, there's times where I know that I miss calculus. And I think that that's another thing that we have to be okay with admitting. We keep, we're not perfect. Yeah. I mean, we see at least, you know, eight patients a day. And so it's like, you're not going to get every single calculus piece all day long, every day. Like, yeah. So when I do have difficult patients um, where there's calculus that I can't remove, you know, I tell them. There's an area here where the calculus is super tenacious. I'm going to put a note here in the chart and we're, we're going to check it again next time. And yeah. if we can't do anything about it, then that's when we refer out to perio. Like it's okay to tell the patient that there's a difficult area. I mean, you don't want to just not tell them and then not put a note about that spot yeah. and never go back and check it. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to be able to admit that you know we're not always going to have that perfect cleaning like we do in school because yeah. in school you know it's like they find one piece of residual and then you go back and scale it for 30 minutes like <laughs> you don't have that time you do not have that time in private practice or corporate all right. Well, that's good to hear because I mean, I know I've even had patients. I mean, even with our, our four hour windows, there's been times that, you know, I've had some really, really tenacious and I'm just like, all right, listen, we're going to move on to a different quadrant. And then we're, you know, when you come back, you know, after maybe that, you know, tissue kind of settles a little bit, you know, you know, I got some of it, but I didn't get it all. So that's good to hear that because, you know, I've done that even in school, like, you know, go and go back on, on a certain quadrant or, you know, so I, I, I like that you kind of, you know, make me feel a little bit better about that because, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that you, you feel like kind of defeated sometimes, at least, you know, in school when it's like new, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And, you know, another thing, too, is that like sometimes you just have a day where you just can't get your angulation right. Like I've had it to where, you know, I have a patient where I just like remember the day and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could not get that piece off. And then they come back for like the other side and then I check my residuals from the last appointment and I pop them right off. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, like what was, you know, I must have, you know, just had a bad day or just not the right angulation or whatever it is. So sometimes it's just a matter of like trying at the next appointment and seeing what happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that's one of those things, like I said, is it could be just the instrument. Maybe that day you used the wrong instrument and then you, you had yeah. the right one that time or, you know, there's so many different factors that, you know, not... I just like, you know, from the patient standpoint, it kind of, I, I would say I would feel a little bit, I guess a little bit awkward at first, you know, just like, oh, like, you know, I came here to getting cleaning, but you didn't really get this part off or something, you know, so I guess that's when you know, kind of get in your own head, I guess you would say, right? Yeah, it's easy to do. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like if you explain it to the patient, well, you know, like, this calculus has been sitting there, it can sometimes get cement hard and attach the tooth, like, sometimes there's just that struggle of not being able to get it off, like, Sometimes you just can't get it off. Yeah. And, you know, like at, at my office, we have type that have like um, calculus on it to show them. And I think, you know, you show them what it looks like and just how hard it can really get. I mean, it's, it's yeah. pretty insane how, how some calculus can be so tenacious. 
Well, I like how you said about like, you know, showing them because I'm like real big on like, you know, visuals and like photography and, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, that's one thing I haven't really gotten, you know, super, I guess, comfortable with, but like, I, I really want to like incorporate like the whole photography thing, like, you know, in practice and stuff. Like, I know we don't have like a lot of time to sit there and take a bunch of pictures, but you know, some of those cases, like, you know, say, Hey, here's a before this is where we're at. And this is what it's looking like, you know? So that way they kind of understand. Cause I think when you explain that to patients and really give them that visual, then it kind of like validates for them, you know? Yeah. And I've seen it. I mean, I, I love that point. Cause I think that photos and x-rays and type and all that stuff are really useful for the patient. And you know, if you have a patient that has a lot of stain, like let, for instance, um, on like the lower lingual, mm. oh, you have a lot of stain right here. Oh, it's because my teeth aren't aligned right there. So it's really hard to get in that area. Well, you also have it on the top teeth and those teeth are, you know, perfectly straight. So it's a matter of showing them how to brush correctly or get those spots, you know, but yeah. if they only think it's right there in that one spot where their tooth isn't aligned, then they just think, oh, it is what it is. Like, I can't do anything about it. But whereas you, if you show them the photo of the top and the bottom, it's like, okay, it's, it's not just because that tooth isn't aligned. It's because we're missing it when we're brushing. Yeah. Well, I guess also too, like with, like when we talk about like the pressures, like there's so many different, you know, ways to correlate it, but like also too, like, I guess talk about like your first day at work, because like, I know like we're kind of getting, you know, we're not there yet, but you know, I would say like, we're going to have that, like when, you know, like I say, like anxiety, like, mm -hmm. you know, you, not so much like we're going to feel pressured, but you get that you, you want to like make, you know, the doctor proud or make yourself proud that you're, you know, you're doing this, you know, so how do you, how do you, I guess, manage that or, or how do you, you know, cause like, I used to always kind of like have like a code word in my head, like, okay, like this is my code word, get myself out of like thinking like, you know, like too much in my head, like. How would you, how would you, <laughs> you're laughing at me. I don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. Just like you, you feel like you, like when you're in a, a certain situation, like going into like maybe not having all the instruments or you're okay. like, okay, I got to step out. Like, I feel like this looks bad. Like, you know, you get in your head, like, how do you, how does one cope with that? Like everyone has their own, like, I guess different thing. I mean, obviously I think that in a nutshell, you would just say like, keep on keeping on, you mm -hmm. know, but. You know, just, I mean, some people like, you know, they get very overwhelmed or very pressured, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, you know, can you potentially like walk out or something like that? You yeah. know, I would never do that, but I'm just saying like, you know, other, you know, there's certain people that, you know, go through that. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the, like your first day at work, um, it's really important to remember that you're just, it's not going to be like school. You're not going to have enough time to sit there and explore every single tooth. Like, that's just facts. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just do not have the time. Um, and things are just going to have to be a lot quicker. If it's your first day, maybe don't talk so much. It might be a little quiet for the patient, but that's okay. Like, do what you have to do. Get through the day. Know that even though there might be limited conversation, at least you're doing as much as you can. And I think it's always good to ask the doctor, like, what do they expect of you? Um, and know, like, ask if you can come in maybe on your first day, I would ask if I could come in 20 minutes early. Or maybe you do a day of shadowing before your first day. So that way you can see, like, what the office is like. Yeah. Um, but being able to, like, see your schedule ahead of time is really, is really helpful. You know, being able to look through all the medical histories, see who needs x-rays, who needs probing. Um, maybe somebody is going to be willing to help you. Hopefully, you know, flipping the room would be 
super helpful. Yeah. Um, so if you have support within the office, it's really nice. You know, they know you're a new hygienist. So hopefully they're not expecting you to be super, super quick. Um, and maybe even giving you the easier patients if you have like if there's two hygienists there, maybe they, they let you have the ones that don't have x-rays that day. That way it's just a little bit easier for you to like get in the groove of things. Yeah. But, um, overall you just have to, like everybody says, fake it till you make it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of true. Like your first day, the patients don't know you're new. And even if they ask, you know, how long have you been doing this? Well, you've been cleaning for two, two years, maybe, you know, depending yeah. on your program, <laughs> you, you know how to clean tea. Like, you know, that part, it's just having a shorter appointment and doing it in a much faster way. Yeah. I like those tips that you said, those kind of ways that you can kind of shorten, not really shorten the appointment, but like areas where you can kind of cut corners, like you said, with um, like just not like flipping the, yeah, not talking as much. That's a good yeah. thing to, to do. Like yeah. you said, at first focus on what you need to do before you try and get like fancy yeah. with it and kind of, kind of incorporate other things that aren't always the most necessary. Or like you said, if you could have someone help you flip the room and just make it go a little quicker so then you can focus on on what you actually need to be doing yeah or like even having somebody help you with probing too i mean if you're doing probing by yourself it's it takes up a lot of time because you gotta go back and forth and all that stuff so yeah it helps so our next kind of idea that we wanted to touch on was um x-rays so how were you with x-rays coming out of school and transitioning over in an office did you have any that you struggled with like how did that go and then i guess with um your doctors as well how did how did they take your x-rays? Were you taking perfect ones every time or what? <laughs> well, so fortunately for me, I had five years of um, assisting experience before I started hygiene school. Um, so x-rays, I mean, I'm pretty, not yeah. to, you know, yeah. <laughs> not to do you, my you own and more, Greg, but, yeah, but you guys, PC, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I, I already knew how to um, take x-rays, thankfully. Um, and at my office, we have, we do like panos and then like bite wings and PAs. So we're not having to do a full FMX, which is nice, but, um, yeah, so I haven't, I didn't have that struggle, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> but I think that the doctors, you know, again, they know that you're new, so hopefully they give you, you know, good advice and they're not too critical on you, but they give you what you need to hear so that you can get better. Yeah. Cause I mean, like with yeah. the extra things, it's just practice. Practice yeah. is going to make yeah. perfect with that. Yeah, it is. It's a whole lot of practice. And I mean, that many years, I can tell you. So five years of assisting experience taking x-rays and I still got to be in radiology in hygiene school. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the, because they're looking at every single detail, which, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it kind of comes back to, you know, like there's certain things that you don't really need this because you get it in one shot, but that doesn't make that shot less better or work. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's different ways to kind of look at it, like from a school standpoint or getting graded standpoint. Yeah. And you can't, you can't get better unless you practice. So like avoiding the x-rays is not a good thing. Um, I always, you know, encourage people to just, you got to dive your dive in and push yourself to just keep doing it. Yeah. Otherwise you lose the skill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And well, I know you, um, so how long have you actually been practicing like outside of school? Like when did you graduate, I guess? So I graduated 2020 and I've been practicing hygiene, um, a year and five months. Okay. And you've been at so the same... not, not very long. I still consider myself baby hygienist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have you been at the same office the whole time? 
I have. So I've, okay. I've stayed at the same office. Nice. Um, but when I started, I was only working there three days. So I was like temping the gotcha. other days. So I have, um, I have worked at some other offices here and there. Gotcha. So that, that's good. So I'm assuming the tempting kind of turned into like kind of securing the spot because we hear that a lot about like, you know, maybe starting off, you know, part time and then, you know, kind of finding your fit into an office as well is kind of part of that. Yeah, I think that tempting is definitely for specific hygienists. Like it's not for somebody like me. I like a routine. I like to be in the same operatory. I like to know where everything's at. And going to a different office every day is so stressful for me. So I did it for a little bit. But um, overall, I think it also gives you a good idea of what's out there too. Um, There's so many different types of offices out there, so many different types of doctors, hygienists, coworkers, equipment. Um, So it does give you a good like base knowledge of what's out there and what to look for and hopefully give you an idea of what you want. Yeah. That's just good experience. It's, you know, I mean, it's good experience, which sometimes the bad experience is a good experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you'll, you'll find, you know, some, some, um, offices will have you do like 45 minute appointments or an hour appointments, things like that too. And you have to find what works best for you. Yeah. Well, so obviously this is a private practice you're working in. Cause I know you mentioned that, but did you work in any corporate, um, offices or corporate, um, so I haven't worked in um, a corporate office. I did it as an assistant for a little bit, um, okay. but my office is a very large private practice. So 11 operatories, six hygienists a day. Um, so it's very big, but it's not considered corporate because it's privately owned. Gotcha. Um, as far as like working corporate, I, I know that some hygienists, you know, they do it right off the bat and you have like five days, you're working full time. Um, it depends on if, if that's for you, you know, yeah. like for, for me working five days is, is tough, especially as a, a new hygienist. And even as an experienced hygienist, like working five days is hard on your mental and it's hard on your physical. Yeah, I know. That's like one of those things. Like, so I actually just, um, got a job. I signed all my documentation and everything. And Congrats. I, <laughs> thanks, thanks. I'm super excited. So, um, I have a s- assistant experience too. And, you know, we just kind of, you know, touch, you know, the doctor one just told me like, Hey, like come start. And it's kind of like you're shadowing, but also like training in a way. Cause like, um, I don't know like the software that they use, so I've never used it before. So I'm going to basically like start with them for a couple of weeks until I get like all of my documentation and stuff done as an assistant and then kind of trans transition into the hygiene role. So that's super cool. That's really good. That way you can see like the flow of their office and where everything's at, what, what the doctor likes too. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I, so I actually worked for this doctor before. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm pretty familiar with him. Um, it's actually, um, it's, it's actually a, a combination office. So they have a specialty part of their office and then also a perio side of their office. So, um, I'm, I've have experienced like when I was assisting, like for him was in perio. So I'll be on the perio side. So, um, I know that's like one of those things, like certain people like, like certain specialties, but like, I guess, you know, I wanted to kind of ask you, like, I'm pretty sure you're like in a general office if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And do you like that? Or did you kind of like choose that? Like, did you like, what kind of brought you to that? I guess. 
Yeah, I I do like general because I feel like I get a variety of, you know, profi, child patients, perio patients, you know, I I like that. And I did work in a perio office. Um, I temped there for a little bit and I was so surprised that it was not that much different. Yeah. Like that, that was like a shocker to me because in school, I mean, you hear like, oh, referral to perio, like, <laughs> and I'm thinking like, what do these hygienists do over in perio that's so <laughs> different from general, you know, I'm like, yeah. what's going on over there? But you know, it's really like the doctor's doing surgeries and things like that. But the hygienist is still doing the same thing, same instruments, like it's not that much different. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, with perio, I love doing SRPs. I do, but I know that long term, that's not something that like my hands and my wrists could handle as much as I love it. Like sometimes it, you know, your wrists are, are just aching. So that's what would ultimately probably keep me away from that if it was like a ton of like SRPs and things. But yeah. I do love SRPs. I do. <laughs> well, I guess how many do you would you say that you do like in a general office? I'm sure you do them every once in a while or, you know. Yeah, Um. probably. I mean, like this week, I think I did like three. Um. It, it varies. I mean, sometimes I'll go a whole week and not do any, you know, gotcha. it's just perio maintenance and profies. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, I would at least have one a week, I would say, gotcha. but usually more, usually more though. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, cause Cody is, you know, I've talked to him about perio and you know, when we first started the podcast, he's like, no, like I, I'm not, I'm not team perio right now. And, and uh-huh. it's cause like you said, like in school, like you, you, it's portrayed as like, um, I guess it's not that it's a, it's, it's, um, like so much harder or anything. Like you said, I mean, we're all trained the same way. We all come from the same school. So it's not like there's a perio hygienist school or training, you know, per se, it's more, you just kind of learn on the fly, like more like recognizing different things, you know, or, or learning specifics of that office or, you know, kind of thing. So, um, I, I'm hoping that this is kind of reiterating to Cody, like yeah. you know, the perio is kind of easing them in a little bit, you know? So, yeah. And, and sometimes, um, in perio offices, like the perio patients fully understand their periodontal disease. Yeah. So sometimes their hygiene like is better than in a general practice because they, they know if they don't keep up with it, they're going to lose their teeth. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you're doing these perio maintenance appointments and they're so light Really, it's like hardly anything. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like I, that's that's cool. To yeah, hear. but I, I think she's definitely right though. The the instructors they did in just in school in general, you kind of do get that picture painted like yeah. A perio yeah. office is just like I I know exactly what you were saying, and I felt the same way. That's kind of how I had a perio office yeah. pictured in my head. I'm, but <laughs> yeah, and and you do see you know some more some like extra I guess you'd say like gnarly stuff. You know maybe some really a lot of mobility or recession Mm -hmm. or attrition, you know, teeth like really grinded down, things like that. But I mean, it's not, it's not a whole lot different. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited (laughs) for the period. I I love period. I don't know. I, I, I said this from the, I think our first episode, like, you know, it's just, you know, like you said, like also to like, even with the corporate thing, you know, you're going to find your lane of what you like or what you, you know, want to kind of go into. And like, for me, the perio, like really, I I really liked it. Like, 
Um, I know assisting when I first, you know, got into assisting in a Perio office, it took a long time for me to really kind of get confident because I was newly, you know, an assistant. That was my first office was a Perio office. And I knew it was going to be challenging, but the goal was always to go to hygiene. I knew it would benefit me for hygiene, like really understanding yeah. all of that stuff. So that's really why I kind of like pushed through it because it took me months. I mean, months at an hand you know everyone's you know different learning curve and stuff I'm a little bit of a slower learner um but you know I really knew that the the perio was going to benefit me for hygiene so I kind of yeah. just stuck with it and and, and perio I'm, I'm I'm team perio so I mean yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna say that I won't ever like work at a you know general office or anything like that but you know I'm just saying like I, I that really intrigues me and I like that part of dentistry yeah and there's some people that like um pedo too yeah I just spoke with a hygienist yesterday and and she was works in um pedo and she loves it she said like it's just her favorite she's not hurting her hands trying to <laughs> remove much calculus you know it's, it's true. little little very little calculus um you will get some teenage page uh patients but you know hopefully they're not too advanced but she said she loves it well we so. got to actually like circulate in a um like a pedo office um mm -hmm. during our program and I kind of had this mindset coming from perio like I knew like I didn't I you know we didn't see many kids in in, in perio obviously you know like not all the time you know that every, every once in a while of course but you know I just kind of didn't I kind of thought that I would not like pedo really as a whole and when we got to circulate in this office I have to tell you like it really changed my mind like I really liked working with the kids talking with the kids like they're so entertaining and so like mm -hmm. you know fun and you know I, I it really changed me I was like I you know I never saw myself like maybe even considering a pedo office but after that experience I really liked it and and it changed my whole perception I guess you know of that so yeah seeing kids is super fun I, I love it the whole um show tell do that is it right <laughs> there key. I swear if you remember that if you remember that and whatever toy that kid is holding pretend it has teeth and pretend to floss it and brush it like that is like yeah. golden ticket right there <laughs> yeah key I like that you, you you gave us a secret right there we, we like that because yeah know, I, those... I learned it from my doctor really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because that it's hard sometimes we um we had actually we we went to um a volunteer um thing over last weekend and yep. um we we volunteered over in the pediatric side and we had um you know a, a kid come in that was their first time ever at a dentist um, in a, you know, a, a very big setting like that. Um, and we really couldn't do anything. We kind of had to dismiss her. And, you know, I just, you know, kind of talked with mom and said, Hey, you know, this is her first time. It's okay. We're going to ease her into it. You know, that's kind of honestly the goal with the first appointment, regardless. Um, you know, she just was not having anything close to her mouth. You know, she wanted to be in mom's lap. You know, we cut, we were patient. We, you know, tried to like let her calm down and talk mm -hmm. with her. And she was very, she was very good with me for the most part, but you know, it, it's it takes a special person to work with pediatrics. Yeah, and we tried know? to get her attention. She was wearing like some little like dog shoes. We started talking to her about dogs <laughs> yeah. and stuff, and tried it. We yeah. tried everything. <laughs> we, we really did. We like put our I, best I effort. turned every everything into a toy. Like the saliva ejector, I just call it a vacuum because, and I say it's going to make a noise just like a vacuum because yes. sometimes that will scare them. The air and water syringe is Mr. Elephant. He yep. blows air <laughs> and water like everything. And then I let them squirt the little um, water syringe across yep. the room. Like <laughs> just, I just turn everything into a toy yeah. and like even give, giving them a mirror too so that they can see helps too, you know, just letting them hold it so they could see what you're doing. So yeah. 
Yeah. Just some tips. <laughs> yeah, no, we appreciate yeah. it. You yeah, know, I, had a, I had a kid who kept, after I showed him the, the air water, he kept squirting his mom the, the whole point. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, we're yeah. going to do something. He would pick it up and <laughs> squirt in his mom. His mom's like, stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> you know, but it's it's because they have fun. You have yeah. to make it fun for them. You know, it's, it's part of, you know, giving them that whole experience. It's not so much just go there and clean, you know, it's mm-hmm. giving them yeah. that whole feel comfortable thing. Yep, I love it. Yeah, well, we appreciate those tips because we'll, we'll, I'm going to use them. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love it. <laughs> I don't know how, how many kids I'll, I'll probably see, at least at first, but you never know. You know, I yeah. say that. That's one thing I've learned in dentistry is like, you know, things you're always learning. There's things that are always fun. You know, you're always going to have different, you know, cases, different, you know, things. There's so many. It's almost endless, which I, I really like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It is endless. And that's something that I even like am excited about now, you know, learning about new stuff. I love it. I'm like, yes, I will never know it all. (laughs) Yes. So, um, so did you go to school in California? I'm assuming obviously because you got licensed there. Okay. Cause you know, Mm -hmm. some, a lot of, you know, people are going to different States now, um, because the whole mannequin, um, exam thing. So I didn't know if that was maybe you're one of those or anything. Um, yeah, I, t- I went to school in California, um, and I took my, uh, man, I didn't take it on a mannequin. I took it on a live patient and patient. Yeah, yeah. That that's a lot of pressure right there. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're yeah. fortunate. We're, we're still pending the actual final decision of mannequins in our state, but we are hoping we're that close. the time we're we take close. our, yeah, we're like at the last step. So basically the, the governor has to sign it and then it's in, it's effective immediately. So Oh, I hope you guys get it. Yeah, I hope so too. We we're we're hoping for that because that's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure too. Like it's not just you know show up and clean a patient. You know it's you got to get the patient, you got to get them there, make sure they show up, make sure they yep. qualify. And yeah, yeah, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, and I know you have an episode specifically where you talked about it. I listened to that one, and you made a lot of good points about just like how people think that you might not be competent enough doing it on a mannequin now. And you made some really good points about how that's not the case and all the extra struggles that it does take with a patient. So I did enjoy that episode and you made a lot of good points too, oh, to what a mannequin does versus a, a patient. Yeah. I mean, ultimately like just going through the program shutting down during COVID and experiencing that. Um, and then just having your basically like your career questioned over an exam, like if you can do it on a live patient or a yeah. mannequin, I mean, that was just like heartbreaking and you know to even hear professors that like you've worked with over these past two years you know say that they think that you need to take it on a live patient I'm just I was just like baffled honestly Mm -hmm. and so I think that gave me a whole new outlook on this exam and then even with all like the social media stuff and just being able to talk to other hygienists in different countries you know they they don't even have the the practical exam you go through your you go through your yeah Mm -hmm. that's interesting you go through your schooling, you maybe take a written and you graduate and you get your license. You know, it's like you proved yourself with all of your competencies throughout yeah. those two years. You've shown what you can do. Your professors are the ones who know you best and they know what you need to improve on and how to teach you. So by the time you're done with it, you should you should be good to go. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I can mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, obviously we want, <laughs> yeah. we want that now, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I agree I do, with that. I do, I do like the mannequin. I, I like that it makes it a more, um, 
even playing field tests, you know, I, yeah. as far as like it being on a live patient, there's just so many variables. It's not even across the board. Um, some patients are extremely different, maybe Correct. difficult to get numb. Maybe their calculus is super tenacious. It's just not a fair exam in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different ballgame, yeah. like, I think, with, you know, we're excited because we're, we're hopefully going to be able to see the actual, like, um, same kind of mannequins, I believe, that will all be on the exam um, at our school. So we're really hoping that That's that, cool. you know, gets put through and we'll, we'll be able to kind of practice I guess you know on that or at least see it you know because I mean even though like that's easier it would still nice to be kind of like be prepared you know because it's definitely different yeah so yeah yeah I know I I never scaled off um calculus on a mannequin so I guess that would be another factor with that you're just like not sure of you know you don't know how it's going to go or how easy or hard it's going to be to remove it so yeah another thing I keep hearing them keep making changes to these to these mannequins since they first come out Really? Um, Because I guess at first the the teeth were like soap and they were just scraping off and there was the whole thing, don't use sharp instruments because it's tearing it. And then the Mm -hmm. cavitrons are ripping the tissues, but they've made these changes to them. So it's like every year it's, it's like growing and getting better and they're they're making adjustments to, to make it more realistic and lifelike. So it's good, good that they are progressing. Well, I know we like, I, well, I looked them up because I, I, I believe one of our instructors told us like what the brand was or where to find them. And those things were like $400. Yeah. They were like, they were yeah. really expensive. So yep. I'm hoping, you know, whoever's buying them or whoever's doing them, you know, like they're for that price, it better be, you yeah. know, pretty, you know, well off at least, you know, for our, our sake too, you know? Yeah. All right. Definitely. Well, I have one more question for you. This is a little mm-hmm. off topic, but. Um, I just wanted to ask you about like the whole loops because I'm kind of in the market for loops. Cody has loops Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of in the market. So I'm considering like the different brands. I wanted to ask kind of maybe like what loops you have, you know, kind of maybe your experience with the ones you've had or, you know, maybe looked at or or that kind of thing. Cause I want to say you have loops. I'm pretty sure I've saw them on your Instagram before. No, no, just no. kidding. Could you imagine? Say, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Could you imagine I'm, I'm all practicing without loops? Heck no. Um, <laughs> so I have Q Optic loops. Um, okay. Just at the time, like that's just what all the students were buying. So we all kind of either got Q Optics or um, Surgitel or Surgitech or Surgitel. Surgitel. I forget what the other I've heard called. of that yeah, one. Yeah, Sur- Surgitel. Um, but you know, now they have these ergonomic loops. Yes. Um, the little so angulation I, on them. Yes. Um, so I think that is definitely worthwhile to look into those, especially while you're a student, cause you're going to get the best discount. Yes. Um, I have, I have yet to practice with them. Um, I've tried them one time for like maybe 10 minutes, but I think that that is going to be like a game changer. Um, as far as like my Q optic loops, you know, they they do the job. Um, I have, my battery did go out within the, however long it's been that I've had had them um but they replaced it no charge and then um just recently i had the wire go out but when i got them it came with two wires so mm-hmm. switch that out no problem um but other than that you know they've been fine i think it's also good to look into the different magnifications um at the time our teachers were just like 2.5 just get 2.5 and i didn't even look into like a 3 so I think that you should at least try it to see what you like. Um, cause you know, even now I still don't know if that, if that would be better for me or not. Cause I haven't yeah. tried it. 
But I think that those would be the, the options that I would look into are the ergonomic loops um, by Design for Visions. There's also Lumident. And then there's another one. Um, I think it's called Andu Medical medical loops or I, something like that. I feel like I came across that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that those are the three that I've seen with like the ergonomic type loops. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would be my advice on that. Okay, cool. I'm I'm still shopping because we we had you know a rep just like in your school that come out to our school, but it was only one, and there were so many. And you know, as you can see, I have these thick glasses, so I have to really kind of take like all things in consideration. And I wanted to make oh. the the right decision, you know. So yeah, that's a really good point. So when I got my loops, um, I also had glasses, and one of the reasons why I got Q Optics was because it has the insert insert prescription. So if your vision changes, you can just buy a new prescription and switch it out. I think the prescription is like a hundred dollars within the one that goes into the loops. Gotcha. Um, so that was another reason why I got Q Optics because if you get the prescription built into the loops, then your vision has to stay. Yeah, you're the same. locked in. Mm-hmm, you're locked in. So that's another thing to take into consideration, but. I ended up getting LASIK, so I got to take out my prescription, and now I no longer have it, which is nice. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I don't yeah. know if I can do the LASIK. Did you like it? I'm, this is off of dental, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It was a weird experience. It's a like, whole other story, yeah. but it, um, I would do it again okay. for sure. Interesting. Because that's one of the, I mean, honestly, like I've heard from, you know, other doctors and stuff, like after years of using loops, they have to get LASIK too. Because it kind yeah. of distorts, you know, your your vision. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. I mean, it's been like three months okay. since I've gotten it. So I love it. So still new. So you're, you'll definitely have still a good. Still new. Yeah. A good. Well, <laughs> at least going through it too. Because, I mean, I've never heard bad things or anything. But anyways, off of dental. But so <laughs> our next thing, um, Britt, is we're going to go into our segment. And this is just basically our dental term segment to kind of quiz each other so it's my segment so we're going to go into that yep Eek. <laughs> <laughs> dental terms 102 all right so today's topic of the episode was pressure so we tried to kind of you know correlate our dental term with the topic and we are going to talk about blood pressure so mm. we're going to keep it a little. This is perfect for her. <laughs> this is, you know. Oh, come on. I'm yes. like the BP queen. Well, yeah, yes. that's what I was going to say. Because I know I just uh, reposted your tweet that you posted yesterday about blood pressure. So I was like, you know what? This is just meant <laughs> and to that's be. That's awesome. Because we were talking about the dental term earlier. I didn't know what yours was. But I wrote down systolic and diastolic if we didn't have anything. Because I wanted to ask her specifically. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess just. I mean, anything you guys. I'm have gonna about sit back. Pressure. I'm gonna let her handle this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me hear you. I want to hear what you guys so, say. So I mean, just about anything on. about blood pressure, like you know, just I mean, obviously you can talk about the different classifications, like. Yeah, well, we know there's the whole chart. Um, I don't want to get into numbers right now. I need to review a little bit more. All right. Uh, well, systolic, yeah, diastolic. I'm like I said. <laughs> I'm gonna let you handle this. I know the cutoffs, and that's that's. All right. That's what I know. <laughs> okay. So some of you may or may not know, but I mean, I, I'm passionate about a lot of things, you know, medical history of you, blood pressure. Um, I think blood pressure just 
hits home with me um, just because in school I had um, quite a few patients, you know, they, you have to check their blood pressure and they come in and, and you don't want to dismiss them because you don't want to not have a patient in the chair, but you have to be ethical. You got to do the right thing. Um, and you got to give them a medical clearance. And it happened to me multiple times where I did that. And thankfully the patient came back and they were either, um, like diagnosed with hypertension, maybe lifestyle changes or medication, but they would ultimately, you know, tell me, thank you for checking. Like I had no idea. And that always sat with me because if, if you wanted to, if you wanted to be that clinician that just, you know, wrote down some fake number and because you wanted to see your patient, I mean, unfortunately you could do that, but Mm. we're not supposed to be that way. So definitely not. And another thing, you know, my, my dad has, um, hypertension too. And I don't think that dental offices hardly ever check blood pressure. And I know most likely his was not checked. Um, so blood pressure anyways, uh, getting off my story in <laughs> my story time. No, 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 but um, that's good to hear because <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things, you know, it's it hasn't probably been practiced in a lot of, you know, older practices. I guess we'll we'll kind of put it in that, you know, hopefully that they they don't maybe have that technology to do it. Um, you know, and I can see where the the manual would be time consuming or yeah. of that nature. So, but yes, it's very important. I, I I couldn't even imagine somebody writing down like wrong numbers. That's terrible. That's why I like shake my head. I'm like mm. Please yeah. don't even. So um, the way that I kind of explain it to a patient is um, hypertension or high blood pressure is known as the silent killer. So yes. you could walk around with absolutely no symptoms and never know that you have it. And your blood pressure reading is basically how hard your heart is working to pump your blood throughout your body. So if you have no symptoms and then you're walking around with high blood pressure, you know, your heart is just working so hard to get your blood throughout your body. And one day you could end up with a stroke or a heart attack. And we all know that dental offices can be really stressful for people. So if we have a patient with high blood pressure, then we go and stress them out. We could potentially raise their blood pressure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's very unlikely, but you could cause a stroke or a heart attack. And, you know, we use local anesthetic. So that has epinephrine in it. As we know, epinephrine raises the blood pressure. So again, another situation where you could potentially cause um, uh, an incident in your dental chair. And, you know, that's one thing as a hygienist you never want to live with. You know, God forbid a patient die in your chair. But if that were to happen, at least you would know that you took all the precautions you were supposed to take. So yeah, that's kind of my my take on blood pressure. All right, so you're I think that's good. <laughs> well, we got to talk about like the numbers because that that's gonna yes. help us. So yeah, um, I mean, definitely. I'll I'll I guess I'll let you, Britt, um, kind of talk about the numbers and stuff, and I guess what um, what is you know pre well I guess we're not allowed to say pre I shouldn't say that one twenty over eighty is normal. <laughs> Let's start there. Yeah. there you go. We'll start there. Yeah, so so your one twenty over eighty is normal. I mean, in in the dental practice, if you're I don't you know to be honest with you, like we don't even. I don't remember the exact numbers right off the top of my head as as like prehypertension, whatever all the numbers are. But like in our office, if it's like 160 over 100, that's that's an automatic medical clearance. Um, And then if you're looking at numbers like 140 over 90, then you're going to be, you know, waiting three minutes, retaking it, maybe uh, or sorry, waiting five minutes and then retaking it and maybe do that three times until the number goes down. But our our our, like main number is um, is the one. 
shoot, now I'm forgetting. 160 over 100. Yeah, the cutoff. That's the same thing that, mm-hmm, that the it is in our That's school. That's what we use too, in our so. clinic, yeah. And I know it, whatever the higher number is, whether it's systolic or diastolic, whichever is higher on the on the chart, that's the one that they get classified as. Yes. Is exactly, yeah. And, and I always start to talk to the patients, even like let's say I have a patient and every time I see them, it, it's like creeping up. Mm-hmm. I, I'm talking to them like about it as soon as I see it going up and I let them, I let them know, you know, if it's, if it gets to this point, then we're going to have to eventually give you a medical clearance that way they're aware of it before it happens. Um, so that way, if they do come in one day and it is, you know, that higher number, they're not shocked by the fact that we give them a medical clearance. Yeah. Well, I had to look at my phone to make sure I knew what the number is before I said it. But all right, so there's also like a medical emergency blood pressure. You know, there's the ur- there's an urgency and there's the ur- the emergency where you would send him to like the ER. Correct. Yeah. So I actually don't. E- I don't even one, remember the 180? number. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The only reason I'm familiar with them, my dad, his always runs high, but he's like, oh, it's just normally high, but. I was like, dude, it's, it can't be running at 150. This isn't a normal thing. Like, yeah. he takes medication for it. It just runs high, I guess. But like I said, he probably needs to get it checked out and maybe his dose uh, changed. And Yeah, there's yeah. You, and that's one of those things, too. Like, I've even had patients um, that I've had to, you know, dismiss in school um, specifically, too, just because, you know, they're on medication, but it's still high and needs to be reevaluated. So mm-hmm. every couple of years, it needs to, you know, just make sure that they're doctors because they're going to, you know, if they don't have anything like you said, Britt, about being a silent killer, you're not going to notice a difference sometimes. Mm-hmm. You may not feel it. I think another yeah. thing, too, that I um, hear a lot is, hygienists say, oh yeah, I, I take it when um, I do SRPs or scaling and root planing. Gotcha. And I just think there's an issue with that because you may have a patient that has high blood pressure, but they never need scaling and root planing, or maybe they never yeah. need restorative work. So when are you going to check their blood pressure at that point? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that really just ties into comprehensive care as a whole. You know, it's, it's yeah. not just so much, you know, you know, coming to, you know, see us and, you know, clean. And that's, you know, one thing that, you know, we like to, you know, advocate on too is like, you know, there's so many different ways to be a hygienist other than just cleaning teeth, you know, and that's, that's one of those things, you know, so like you said, it's important for you, but, you know, we're definitely taught that, you know, in school and, and make sure that it is, you know, something that you really address with the patients because they are appreciative. Uh, You can save lives. It's, it's truly, you know, one of those things that, it can be serious. And it's hard too, because a lot of offices don't practice it. So when you're a new hygienist and you go into an office, that's, I mean, unfortunately, it's going to be one of the things that a lot of new grads are going to see. You're going to go to an office and nobody's checking blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's up to you to to change that. And you can't be, yeah, 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 you can't, you can't be afraid to speak up because at the end of the day, it's your, your license at risk. Yeah, definitely. And it only yeah. takes a couple minutes, you know, we have all this yeah. technology. I mean, you know, the wrist ones, I would definitely say that there's yeah. some brands that aren't the best, you know, Correct. but yeah, you know, but it, it, even the arm ones, you know, you, you the, the doctors got to have something in, in the office regardless in case of, you know, yeah. an and it's better than so doing nothing. I mean, even if it's there. not the most accurate, Hey, at least you have a ballpark range of, of where you're working. Yeah. 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 And I've had it too, where, um, I worked at an office and the, um, office manager used to be a hygienist. She was actually like really happy to hear me talk to her about why the office should be checking it. You know, she was, she liked that. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I got a job offer from that office, I feel like, because I had that whole conversation with her. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay, like, you know, she's she's not afraid to bring this up. And she just got done with school. And all this stuff is like fresh and ready to go, you know, so you know, you can't be afraid to speak up. Yeah, definitely. I like mm-hmm. I like how you say that. Because it's one of those things too, is like, you know, getting into an office, you know, or, or you know, a new anybody, not even just hygienists, I mean, a new dentist, a new dental assistant, like you can, you know, kind of easily fall, you know, into, you know, that offices or that, you know, companies, um, you know, beliefs or, you know, practices that you really got to kind of do what's right for the patient, most importantly, first and foremost, you know, and that's definitely one of those things. Yeah, I think too, um, another thing to touch on is uh, infection control too. Um, you know, I've worked at offices where you just see something and you just know it's not right. Yeah. You can't, you can't just let it fly. Like you got, you got to speak up. Um, and I've had to do that myself too. So it's going to happen, but you got to treat everybody else the way you would want to be treated. And if you don't want something, yeah, if you don't want something in your mouth then don't go around you know doing the same thing to your patients it's not exactly and you catch yourself i mean even learning you know um you know one of those things like when you're learning like maybe you don't you know initially know what's right or wrong because you're learning right but you know after you kind of get in those swing of things you know it's one of those things like you talk about you know not speaking up and it's not always directed at the doctor or the office you know sometimes it's just other individuals you know thing and just say hey you know maybe they just never got taught that or they didn't know that so it's okay to like have that conversation with them like hey like i know you're doing this but you know i'd really you know can we talk about it you know i think if you approach anything like that like i think that's there's a conversation worth having you know yeah, I have a an example of, you know, when I was an, an assistant, um, I had a, a doctor say, oh, I'm going to show you how to pack cord for a crown. And in California, assistants cannot do that. Oh, really? You were, yeah, we're, gotcha. we're or at, at least when, when I was an assistant. I don't know about now. anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know about now. But th- that was one of those things, you know, I was brand new, you know, doctors yeah. asking me to do it. Like, the doctor is showing me as if I'm allowed to do it. Like I must be allowed to do it, but yeah. that's not always the case. So you got to know like what your scope of practice is and um, what you're legally allowed to do. Yeah. And you, and you learn that too. Like, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you learn the legal part in school, so you should know if you didn't know that, then yep. you need to research that. And, and, you know, before you say yes, you know, yeah, we're yeah. in the thick of that right now. We got a paper coming up. Uh, hopefully you're working on it. <laughs> I started it. <laughs> Dental practice. Act. Yeah. I, say I looked at it. I wouldn't say I started it. Per se, but I looked at it, but yes, yeah. that, that is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Cause there's, there's a lot of things. There's so many different things like that, like correlated with that. Yeah. So. And she's right. It's your license. Yeah. It's, it's up to you to, to make sure you're following and doing what you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we will wrap up this episode. We appreciate you coming on. But before we sign off, we want to do a couple of things. So anybody watching, we are going to offer you any basically a discount on any of our merch on our website. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been on our website, we sell some cool, I would say cool, um, you know, different, you know, basically dental apparel. And, you know, we have stickers, we have shirts, we have hoodies um, and sweaters. And if you haven't checked it out, go check us out. We have some of it some of it behind us so anybody watching the episode if you just go type in on and in the cart you'll have a promo code and what's the code gonna be you tell 
No, put it. Oh, you're gonna, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna put it up here. He's, he's gonna make me pop tag it. So we'll pop tag it up there and um, just input that, and you'll get ten percent off of everything in our on our website. So um, I love you know, it. We appreciate that. We appreciate you coming on, Brit. And I guess the last part to make it fun, we're gonna let you go shopping a little bit because we wanna, you know, kind of send a token of thank you for coming on the episode and send you something. So um, really, you get to pick some stuff. So um, you know, we're we're not gonna give you the whole apparel line but we'll send you one item and we'll you know whatever you like you know we'll kind of showcase that that stuff and you tell us you know you can tell us after you know like what size and where to send everything and everything like that so i'm gonna pull some of the stuff out so cody you're gonna have to talk because i'm not gonna be able to hear all right all right so i'm gonna pull it out and so when she gives me the the thumbs up you know or say yes let me know okay all right (laughs) All right, here goes Greg. Greg's going to model it for us. No, yeah. I'm not modeling it, but you can at least show it. Yeah, I mean, uh, explain it, I guess. You know? All right. So, um, our first one, obviously, is what are we starting with? The staple sweater. here. So this is kind of like our staple logo, I guess you can say. Okay. Um, so that's a great one. I like we it, I like it. And all of this that, stuff. This one's probably my favorite right now. Yeah, that's one of them. Nice weather here. You know, it's not too cold anymore, so that's a nice uh, little in-between. So this is one of our hoodies, and all of this stuff is embroidered, by the way, Britt, and anybody watching. All of this stuff is embroidered, so we have our logo there, and all of our hoods on our hoodie have Because Teeth on the top there. So this is just a lavender color. I'll show you everything before you you, uh, pick. Before she makes a selection. you got to browse the rack first. (laughs) got to browse the rack (laughs) All right, what's next here? So we got got the same, same design here. But in a nice so uh, pale pink color. We call that baby pink. Baby pink. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. What else we got up there, Greg? All right. Going on. Another another so version cute. here. Greg, what, what, so you got any names for the Greg? What what do we got there? Um, I would call that Heather. Heather Greg. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really Heather, but... <laughs> we'll call it that yeah with, with our shirts we got creative with the with the dental term uh colors but the gray this would be a so tricky cool. one <laughs> so All this right. is the same one it's just got a different color got a nice blue on it yeah on the hood That's blue stitching oh, instead could, of the you, white you could you could call it suspicious area <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good <laughs> yep new shirts wow. we got what did we go? What was our yellow we put? I forgot it. We said it on the website. XU date. Oh, I, I think XU date. Is that what we went with? No, I don't think we would put that. It probably came up and Greg probably shut it down. He's like, no, we're not doing XU date. Like <laughs> so we got the blue. The bluish teal kind of patch so on, the, on, the, on the arm. Yeah, they're all those. All right. Wow, you guys have a lot. We do have a lot. Greg Greg likes to get creative. He's definitely the creative side, even though I've got a, a marketing degree. Sale, how, uh, marketing how big is with your this. guys' class? So our class has 27 students. Okay. And, and are you guys the only guys? There's one more. Oh, So there, there's three of us. So did your oh, class have any good. guys in it? No, we didn't. No. Yeah, oh, cute. Like it. I like it. Yep, logo on the arm. Yeah, the class behind us doesn't have any guys. So, and then the one ahead of us only had one. But wow. 
Well, yeah. you guys are changing it. We had a big one. We had three, right? All right, Britt. What, what's it gonna be? What's 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 sticking out to you here? Um, I really like the um black hoodie with the because teeth. Hey, what's that tie dye thing down there? What is that? What's that? Going yeah, on? she's looking at the tie dye. <laughs> still in the works, Britt. So these are, these are blanks. I'm like, I'm like, that looks really cute. All right. Once once we come up with the tie dye, we'll make sure you get one. That's of those. cute. But have, they're um, they're I, just blank right now. We're working on those, but I'm glad you like them. The tie dye is soft. You know, it's one of those things. It's kind of hard for us because obviously, you know, hygiene is a, a female dominated, um, you know, profession, and you know, it's kind of hard to come up with some of this stuff, you know, because we're you yeah. know we're two guys, so yeah. yeah. So it, you know, that's kind of our you know honest like getting feedback on it too. You know. Yeah. Well, actually, okay. I like the baby pink. That's my favorite. Baby pink. This one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the baby pink. That's cute. The hoodie. All right. And we, we will, do you, would you want the one with the white um, lettering on it or you want the it's one the with blue. the blue lettering on it? It's like uh, a navy I blue. The white. Okay. Yeah, I want the white. All right, you will have that soon, yeah, Britt. So we will send that. We appreciate <laughs> you coming on the episode. Thank you know, you so make sure much. you go if you guys don't follow her already. I'm sure you guys probably follow her and know her on Instagram. Yeah. So I know um, when we were first thinking about this, we it was funny because we talked about you were like, oh, we were yeah. like looking around at different people, and and you were definitely one that came up. So yeah, you know, I think you, that's why we were a little nervous at first because it was like, hey, this is somebody yeah, that we've like yeah we seen for to, a while for and sure. looked up to. Yeah, so yeah, we you're definitely a staple Aww. in the community and you know we looked up to you and you know listened to your podcast so you know if you guys don't know she has a podcast obviously too and has an um youtube um as well so i will pop those up as well and um you know other than that you know we appreciate you coming on brit you know most importantly yeah. and um i had fun i hope you had some fun and um yeah yeah thank you so much for having me i'm excited for the episode to come out and I'm excited to have you guys as new hygienists soon coming up here. So yeah, congrats yes. on everything. Your new job coming up, and you guys are gonna crush it. Yeah, we still got we still got to take boards. So yeah, fingers crossed. You here. got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. So right. we'll wrap up this episode, and yeah, see you on the next episode. All right. Bye. Why do we do it? Because, because teeth. <laughs>